Hi, I'm Sean. And I'm Dana. And welcome to My Neighbor's Table, a podcast for adventurous eaters. This is a podcast about food. Specifically, this is a podcast about foods that we don't typically eat in our household, that we don't typically prepare in our households. Um, This was an exciting one for me because I liked the idea of trying these foods as a family that we don't usually try um, and specifically that I don't cook. I either don't cook them because I don't know how uh, or because I'm afraid to in some cases to cook these different foods. So we talked a lot about what we wanted to do as a podcast. So Dana, why did we end up doing this podcast about food? Why specifically, why foods that were not typical for us? I think we wanted to branch out in in what we eat and um, not not that we are people who tend to eat the same five meals every week but um, I used to be a very picky eater and then I met you and <laughs> you encouraged me to try some new things and I learned uh, what wonderful things can happen um, when you expand your palate um, and expand your awareness of other people and other cultures by tasting their food and um, that's kind of where we got the name of my neighbor's table Uh, kind of think of um, it makes me think of sitting in um, a restaurant with a whole bunch of people and you're you know you probably ordered what you usually order and then you look over at the table uh, across the way and you're like oh man that looks really good. What are they eating? And that's what this podcast is about, is we, we want to check out what other people are eating and try and make it ourselves and then share it with other people. Well, and that share it with other people thing was, was kind of an interesting natural evolution. Um, in this podcast, we're going to talk about a food. We're going to experience that food from somebody who's really good at that food. And then I'm going to attempt to cook it, or Dana will attempt to cook it sometimes, and we're going to share it with friends. And... That was such a natural evolution for me coming from a household where we shared food all the time, where we had friends over. We just, people were there, so we just cooked extra food for dinner and they ate with us. And it seemed like a natural progression for me. We are at Queen of Sheba in downtown Spokane. It is the local Ethiopian restaurant. Uh, we've been here once before, quite a long time ago, um, and it's something that I've wanted to come and do again, uh, food that I've been very interested in. So we're here to interview the owner. Uh, so what is your name? My name is Alma Zainu. Okay. And then uh, where are you from originally? I am from Ethiopia, and I'm from uh, the north side, which is the Amhara tribe. Okay. Yep. So we are gonna hear. We're here to try uh, Doro Wet. Is that yep, right? Yep, you said it right. Okay. <laughs> we're here to try Doro Wet, which, um, from the research I've done, is uh, considered the national dish of Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we thought it was a great kind of way to highlight the food of this country. So, first thing I want to know is, um, who taught you to cook this dish? Well, let's go back to the culture. Uh, we, uh, as a young girl, we had to learn how to cook probably as early as seven years old and my mom was uh, actually the head cook at a school private school i went but we did we do have two maids 
but uh, still we had to learn how to cook mm -hmm. so my mom made sure I learned how to cook when I was seven yeah awesome. mm -hmm. um, and so um, this is considered the national dish of Ethiopia so mm -hmm. what makes this dish so important to Ethiopian food to Ethiopian culture so the Dorawat uh, usually, um, there's a history, you know, people, there's the majority is uh, Orthodox and they do a lot of fasting before, East, before Easter and uh, to open, you know, when they finish their fast, they would, uh, you know, do the whole uh, chicken. So the person who had been fasting will slot the chicken, the whole chicken, they, you know, they, dip it in hot water and you know pull the feathers out and they have to cut it in 12 pieces so the guy's job is just to slot the, the head and give it to the wife and then the wife will dip it in water and you know cut it into 12 pieces so we do the whole chicken so we don't buy from the store like lake cut or whatever you know it's it, you have to do the whole thing so it takes a lot of preparation you know they have to peel the skin throw the skin away and cut it in 12 pieces and if you miss a part it's considered it's not gr good presentation let's put it that way and then with that you know it, it takes a long like about probably an hour of cooking and uh, what you do is you do a lot of red onion you know pureed onion and um, they use the clarified butter, barbare, which is, you know, a common uh, red pepper mixture of 20 spices. They use that for cooking the, the chicken. And they slow cook it for a couple hours. And um, once they, and there's a lot of washing going on the whole chicken. They wash it, they rinse it again and soak it in lemon. And then they rinse it again. Then um, that's how they put it, you know, after the slow cooking stew, then they add the whole chicken. Once it's cooked, and then it's always served with the hard-boiled egg. I know sometimes people wonder, why do we have eggs it's for breakfast? I was actually going to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. it comes, you know, with hard-boiled egg. We boil it separate, you peel it, and you put it in the sauce. So it's always served with that. And during holidays, during Easter or New Year's, we always, you know, uh, do Dora what during celebration? It's a not. It's not an everyday dish at all. Yeah, it's a special occasion. Kind yeah, of thing. holidays. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. is there is there a story behind the the hard boiled egg or? To be honest, I don't know. Okay. I think the egg comes from the chicken and it tastes so good. So I think so. I yeah. should read. It's, it was the one thing when I was looking at this dish that yeah. I was I was confused about because uh -huh. I it just did. Yeah. It's not something we do a lot yeah, over here. Totally. Um, I can think of some dishes that, that mm -hmm. do combine the two, but it's not a, yeah. a standard kind of American thing. Um, why 12 pieces? Uh, because when you cut the, the chicken, there's actually 12 pieces. There's the wing, there's the legs. So there's 12 pieces, which is, you know, yeah, of the, the whole chicken. If you go and slaughter it, you're going to cut it into 12 pieces. Yeah. We've, we've actually we've actually done that done before. We, we really? have. Yes, <laughs> okay. we, we have some backyard chickens yeah. and uh, yeah. we we ended up slaughtering one of them yeah. ourselves last okay. year for the first time. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, fun. That I was a good experience. experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah, work. You is. know, there's parts you don't use, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the stomach inside yeah. mm -hmm. and the skin, they never use the skin. 
So, yeah, mm -hmm. there's, you know. Um, I can. So, uh, I, I've, I'm curious, I've, I've worked, um, working with a lot of uh, families from refugees and from mm -hmm. other places, I know that um, mm -hmm. a lot of stories like mm -hmm. to come up and a lot of people, mm -hmm. like they like to talk about things in stories. Do you have a story about this dish in particular that you're willing to share? I, of course, I think one time I did mess up the part of where it's the, br uh, I think it's, what is this called? Maybe the breast yeah. part, I kind of, when I cut it, it's kind of, took the other piece of the other part and my mom was saying why'd you do that we can't do that you have to really cut it right and I'm thinking oh my gosh I just did it there's nothing to fix it so when you cook it when you're presenting it it's if it's missing it's considered kind of disgrace it's, huh. you have to do it well they think somebody who didn't know how to cook it cooked it mm -hmm. so you really have to cut it be you have to be careful when you're cutting it into the pieces yeah so Man, i remember I'm, that i'm starting to get nervous i'm gonna have to to do this yeah. okay um so glancing at the menu here i see that mm. uh you have spiciness indicated mm -hmm. in peppers yep. uh, which i love uh one pepper being mild yeah i assume five peppers being very hot yeah and i see the door wet is <laughs> spicy. very spicy yeah <laughs> and i am Mm -hmm. Not very spice tolerant, and so mm. my question is uh, for people wanting to try and make this at home who want to try different foods but yeah. maybe aren't so comfortable with the very, very spicy foods, mm -hmm. what kind of modifications would you suggest? So the secret about, you know, I know people get tar terrified by looking at the chili, but uh, the way, you know, as I said, when we cook the doro, we cook it very long time. Mm -hmm. So you cook it with the oil, almost like two hours mm -hmm. or hour here you know because we cook it in a big pot and the more you cook it longer actually the burning sensation is not going to be there mm -hmm. it's not like when you're you know sauteing any you know like food you just cook mm -hmm. it the heat is going to just go up but when you slow cook it, it it's going to tone it down so mm -hmm. really there's no kind of burning in your mouth that's the secret about our food mm -hmm. you know so really some people you could put more some people could do less so depending how hot you want it okay but cooking it longer mm -hmm. will definitely you know take the heat away yeah sure yeah yeah but there is also a version of non-spicy if there are kids who don't eat spicy we do doro alicha i think mm -hmm. it's somewhere here mm -hmm. yeah it's not as you know tradition where is it it should oh, be yeah yeah so oh, that's okay. only made with turmeric and yeah turmeric and cumin yeah okay. yeah and other spices okay mm -hmm. yeah so it's for mostly for kids we say it back home but typically we make doro with spicy yeah okay yeah i'm willing to try it yeah and then we do add also tomato puree that mm -hmm. also helps thicken the sauce and it's not water it's more thick yeah okay um so what is the most important thing for uh, you want somebody to know about this dish if um, they're going to make it at home. I mean, you mentioned cooking it for a long time. Is yeah. there anything else they need to know? Definitely. The main thing is having the right ingredient, the okay. red pepper. You know, there are places they sell online, but just making sure it has the 20 spices mixture because just straight uh, pepper is not going to work, you know, uh, because it has to have the right spices. 
And the other thing is you do need the clarified butter. That's what gives it that flavor. Our clarified butter is a mixture. You let it, you know, sit depending. Some people do two months, three months. So that also gives it. And then other spices which we add, like a mixture of um, kind of like, um, you know, there's cumin, cardamom, all spice mixture. And so we add that. And then the garlic, the ginger, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, looking online, there's recipes. You could replace it, but really, if you could find the red pepper and the clarified butter, you got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, uh, we made the we yeah. made the clarified butter. Oh, good. At some point yeah. to try. Um, I've also yeah. been trying injera. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've tried um, multiple different versions to yeah. to see. Um, and I made the wild yeast version of it, mm -hmm. and it was just very, be? very, very sour. Okay. And so, right. um, did you pour out the water? You know, I did. Yeah. Off the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I let it go too long. Okay. Like I yeah. think usually three days is good enough. Yeah. Did I tried you have it five. a week? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> like it gets sour it. a little bit. Yeah, it looked yeah. it looked like I was watching it, and yeah. it looked good at about three yeah. days. But I was trying to stick to the recipe I yeah. had, so yeah. I think I let it go too long. Okay. Um. So, what is the appropriate like like way to eat this dish or to eat Ethiopian food? Is it better yeah. as a family style thing? Would you like? Is it okay to eat it by yourself? Maybe we should start with: Do you serve it family style? Yeah. So just so, one big plate in the middle. Mm -hmm. So if it's, you know, holidays and all that, we, you know, traditionally everybody eats communal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody, holidays, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we put the injera. Definitely you have to eat it with the bread, the injera. Mm -hmm. Everything is served with the injera, and we do eat it family style. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and then I've, I've seen, um, especially when it comes to... Um, to foods that people are unfamiliar with, mm -hmm. um, that sometimes they'll they'll try and make it and they'll look mm -hmm. at, or there's this way that they have it that is pretty much usually done wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like either it's an experienced chefs doing yeah. it, or it's somebody yeah. who's just like, I like this once, and so I'm gonna come mm -hmm. up with my own version, and there's something yeah. they leave out. Is there something you've noticed about that with Dorouette that happens? It does, you know, I think, uh, I think what it does is, you know, I. You know, having it the right way, traditionally how it's made, the way it's made, uh, I think that, that We can pause it, you can take care of customers. Okay. Yeah, that's all yeah, right. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Quick note, we're at a, a active restaurant right now doing this, and some people have been coming through. So you may hear some weird cuts if we have some voices that we don't have permission to use. Um, also, you know, the owner is up and down, and that's fine. So we're enjoying this experience so far. Yeah, right. this tea is delicious. Yeah, so we're having Ethiopian... Um, iced tea, which mm -hmm. uh, is a spiced tea with, uh, she mentioned, ginger, cardamom, um, cinnamon, cumin, which is funny enough, those are the things I use in my pumpkin pie spice all the time, so mm -hmm. it's kind of fun. Uh, she did mention, though, that it's traditionally drank hot, hot, yeah, iced, so um, it's fun to have it as a iced tea as well, mm -hmm. so... Uh, so you had to go, but you were just talking about like some things sure. you've seen people do that you think they shouldn't yeah. do when they make or eat this dish. So I think it's okay. I mean, people have, you know, different ways, different version the way they make. Mm -hmm. But I, I think you know, if I have to go evaluate or eat that, if it's not made traditionally, you know, like here, what we do, we don't do the twelve pieces. 
-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm wrong, no, because it's easy. We actually use the leg, mm -hmm. only okay. the leg. It's very easy to roast it. We put it in the oven, we roast it, and it, you know, it's just the long cooking, it doesn't fall apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so whatever, up, you know, applies for them, you know, they make a different version, but mm -hmm. uh, they have the, you know, the recipe, you know, there's different versions people do online. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's okay. If you were mm -hmm. making this at home uh, for your family for the holidays, mm -hmm. is there something that is kind of taboo with making it? Like like mm -hmm. you, you've mentioned uh, cutting the, um, mm -hmm. the 12 pieces <clears throat> of the chicken wrong. Is there yeah. another thing like that where is it, if you served it up like that certain way, people would be like, ah! Definitely not raw, but I think <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. but I think people are becoming more flexible, not the twelve pieces or mm -hmm. they won't do the whole chicken. But mm -hmm. traditionally, you know, yeah. that's mm -hmm. what people do, you know. As I said, you know, here we use the legs and some people I don't maybe just look use the legs or you know. Mm -hmm. So you know, it the real tradition way will be the whole chicken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then just one more question. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned the injera. Is there anything else that mm -hmm. should be served with Dorawa? Like it's a traditional thing yeah. that you should always so have. So when, when they do Ethiopian holidays, we don't have only one kind. We have lots of side of vegetables and mm -hmm. cheese. We also, they make cheese out of buttermilk. So definitely cheese, yeah. Cheese okay. out of buttermilk. That's mm -hmm. really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of side of vegetables and then you know they do kutfo which is kind of medium rare uh, beef so holidays they're feasting so they have all kinds of stuff yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. all right well thank you so much for your oh, time i know welcome. you're busy yes, thank uh, we you would so like much. definitely no like some doro wax i've never yes. busy to talk to you guys <laughs> yeah good luck thank, well, you, thank so you so much, much. yes thank, thank you so thank much you. we look forward to okay. eating the doro wet yes, yes let's do it awesome. all right okay thank you guys <laughs> thank all you. right so Enjoy. as an appetizer while we're waiting for our doro wet we ordered veggie sambusas uh, and Sean, you've made sambusas for me before, right? Yeah, um, I've not made Ethiopian style. Um, I love sambusas, um, or samosas is another way to think of it. Um, are, are they the same? I thought sambusas are Ethiopian and samosas are Indian. There's a, they're a very similar dish. Um, so basically, if you've never had one, it's like a, um, what would you call it? Uh, well, I, you know, I think almost every culture in the world has some kind of canned pie, um, um, stuff wrapped in a, a wrapper, a carby wrapper. And no. that's what these look like. They're triangular. They've got a fried dough on the outside and delicious vegetables on the inside. Yeah. I assume I'm about to try it. Maybe one in this water. Yeah. Okay. So, the samosas I typically make mm -hmm. are filled with uh, potato. These are filled with lentils mm -hmm. um, and other vegetables, um, wrapped it's, in something like a wonton wrapper. Yeah, it's good. There's yep. a little spice that's starting, kind of on the end there. It's not Which too bad. I, I tried mine without the sauce. You tried yours with the sauce. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this sauce? Hmm. One second. It's also really good. Um, seems like there's multiple kinds of lentils in here too. Mm -hmm. 
which I think I've made something like this, um, mm -hmm. which I made with pew lentils and like this little French round lentil ones. Yeah. Um, I know that I tend to overmake filling and end up with like a pound of filling left at the end. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a good appetizer. It definitely gets things ready to go uh, for the rest of the food that's coming in. Mm -hmm. So when you go to an Ethiopian restaurant, um, one thing we've discovered so far, order the tea, definitely. Yes. And then uh, if you're looking for an appetizer, some, a sambusa is just a really good starting spot. So while we're waiting for our food, we're playing a game called Awale, I think it is. It's similar to Mangala if you've ever played that, but um, a little more restrictive on movements, would you say? Yes. Um, currently, we I are... Am, I am kicking Sean's butt. I was about to say we're tied on number of wins. But if you want to be like that, I suppose. We're very competitive. Mm -hmm. uh, so she does not like losing at games like this because she taught me Moncala and hated it the first time I beat her. And the reason why I was so good at Moncala is when I was a lonely child with no one to play with, I would play Moncala with myself. So I got really good at it. Yeah. Um, Wally is a lot of fun, though. I think you should uh, find versions of that and play it. You can play with the Moncala board. At least that's what we're finding. So. Okay, so we're at the Dorowet now. Um, the injera is is um, very dark. It's yes. it's that darker. So I think it's mostly tap, so, not all tap. Sean, do you want to describe the presentation? So it's served in a basket on top of a large plate. Um, there is a very large piece of injera at the bottom, covering the whole plate, and it's got this this beautiful kind of spongy texture to it. Um, the food, uh, the derouette is set in the center of the whole plate with the, the eggs very visible actually underneath all of that. And we're kind of just picking it up with the uh, injera bread mm -hmm. and eating it like that. Yeah. So. It's a little spicy on the first taste. Oh, that's really good though. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try some of this injera just by itself. The smell in the injera is really nice. Very pleasant. Yeah, there's this kind of nice background sourness, the injera bread. Mm -hmm. How are you doing with the heat level? I'm doing, I'm doing good so far. I think it's one of those things that is kind of like a cumulative spiciness, like the accidental hatch pepper um, pasta incident, incident yes. the accidental hatch, hatch pepper incident. Um, where, Even egg. where I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, and then I'm gonna get to the 20th bite and I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> when it gets, um, the, when it gets too spicy, try the egg. Mm -hmm. That chicken leg is really good. It's um, very moist. It's uh, cooked very nicely through, um, and that bear kind of stew just kind of permeates down into the dish. So definitely, if you if you're coming to try this and you are unsure about heat levels, get the tea. Yeah, the the iced tea helps a lot. And the egg too. So here, try try a bite of an egg. See, nice cooling effect with the egg. Mm -hmm. Well, and also there, are, at least here at Queen of Sheba, there are no utensils, so we're kind of yeah. tearing the jarra bread off, digging in, squeezing and pulling, and it's kind of fun. I I am a person who is highly challenged by messy foods and this definitely qualifies and um, our our food was brought to us with a napkin and 
a wet wipe for our hands after, which I think is a nice touch. How, how are which you? I will definitely be using. How, how are you doing with it there? Good, it's delicious. Yeah. So really quick, while we um, eat our plate here. Uh, pretty much literally, we're just tearing apart this big thing of injera that was on the bottom, uh, which is soaked in the the oils and things off of that that Dora wet. Um, it's yummy. Yeah. So some quick notes. Um, to kind of finish, the injera is is pleasantly sour. It's got this kind of back note of sourness to it, compared to my vinegar injera I already made. Um, what do you think, Dana? Um, yeah, it's way more mild than your experimental attempts at home um which uh yeah i would expect since this is being made by a master and not somebody who's like hmm, ethiopian food i think i'll try and make that yeah um so if you're coming to an ethiopian restaurant the first time or an ethiopian food for the first time Dorowet is very spicy. So it's, it's kind of a nice mild birdie. At this point, it's not that kind of punch in the face that you get from some other um, spicy cuisines. But it, no, it will be spicy, the Dorowet at least. Um, there's the Doro Alicia, I think she mentioned earlier, yeah. which is a lot milder. There are a lot of places that'll make like these combination platters uh, where you can try multiple things. So you can try various different dishes all at once. But the egg in here was definitely a nice cooling agent. The, the tea acts as a nice cooling agent. Mm -hmm. So, on the whole, if you get the chance, go. If you're in Spokane, come to Queen of Sheba, which is in the flour mill, yeah. located right next to the arena across the river from the uh, downtown and, and the park. Uh, it's, I highly recommend this place. It's wonderful. Or if you're somewhere where you don't have handy access to Ethiopian food, try and make it at home. And that's going to be the next segment of our podcast is us making, or me making door wet. Mm -hmm. Yep, us making door wet at home and eating it with some friends. All right. We will talk to you guys later. spiced butter today um, to get that ready uh, for later it's something good to make ahead of time uh, it makes about a cup um, in the end it's a clarified butter similar to a ghee but um, in this case it's spiced um, the spices we're gonna be using uh, are garlic uh, yellow onion grated ginger black pepper uh, like the pepper uh, corns uh, turmeric as well as uh, fenugreek and uh, cardamom cumin cinnamon sticks and cloves so this is actually going to sit for a long time it takes about 30 minutes to clarify out the butter but this um clarified butter is actually used in pretty much most ethiopian dishes that i've found so far um it's a slow process it's not something that you want to go quickly with because it will boil over otherwise um there's several different recipes you can find online uh, the one I'm using uh, came from thekitchen.com uh, um, and uh, seems to be a pretty straightforward one. So it looks like a pretty simple thing to make uh, and I'll let you know what it tastes like later. So a quick note on spices in um, non-American cooking. Uh, there are often a lot of them. Uh, typically, especially with uh, Middle Eastern, Eastern African, um, kind of Indian style foods, you'll find the use of spice mixes, which are made up of a ton of different spices. Uh, I do recommend personally that you get 
and make your own spices. Um, particularly with something like a bear bear spice, um, it can be very spicy. And a lot of uh, countries eat a lot heavier spice than we do, if you didn't know that already. So it's worth making your own so you can kind of level out those spices. I found that buying a lot of these things in bulk helps. You can get a ton of them usually in bulk places for very cheap. The numbers on the bulk bins kind of lie to you because you gotta realize those little bags are not that expensive. Uh, some of these spices you can actually get your, yourself um, in different ways. For instance, coriander, if you did not know, is the seed pod of a cilantro plant. So if you grow your own cilantro and you let it go to seed uh, before the seeds actually pop, you cut off the tops and you dry them and you can get coriander. We actually did that this year ourselves. Um, so it's, it's worth having these things around. They look expensive at the start, but they're not actually that expensive once you get down into it and end up being cheaper than buying these bulk spice mixes, which are sometimes very specific and not as good as if you were to experiment and make your own. Uh, so uh, we'll be making bear bear spice um, a little bit later. I just put my clarified butter on um, to go and I'm very excited about this. My house is going to smell amazing in a little bit. All right, so I'm gonna start work on the backbone of Ethiopian uh, cuisine, uh, a spice mix known as bear bear spice. Um, as I said earlier, I'm gonna make my own, uh, partly because I enjoy the process, um, also because I want to be able to control the spice level a little bit more. As I said, our family is not an extreme spice family. Um, <clears throat> so being able to control that spice level is good, especially since we have two kids uh, who do not handle spice very well because they're tiny. So being able to know how much chili pepper I'm putting in and what kind of chili pepper I'm putting in can help me to kind of control that. So. Bear Bear Spice is a spice made out of a lot of different things. Uh, coriander, cumin, fenugreek, black peppercorns, allspice berries, cardamom pods, cloves, red chilies, paprika, salt, nutmeg, ginger, cinnamon, and turmeric. And you can see how you get to that point where having all of these different spices around actually helps a lot. Um, I found that I use cumin and uh, black peppercorns a lot in pretty much everyday cooking, especially now that I've gotten used to using them. I know how they work. I know what I can put them with pretty easily. So I'm kind of just gathering together my different spices now. The pepper that I chose to go with, I had lots of different dried pepper options. I chose to go with California, dried California peppers. Um, they are rated as a little bit less spicy. I feel like I can use a little bit more than I would typically use um, because of that. But using the little hot red peppers, which are typically a cayenne pepper, uh, you're asking for a, a spicy, spicy bite. Now, bear bear seasoning is by itself a very spicy seasoning, and you can take a traditional bear bear recipe and just lower down uh, how much you use when you do it if you are worried about spice. But as I said, I kind of like going this way. I'm gonna be toasting spices for this. Toasting spices is a very delicate thing to do. It's really easy to overdo it. When you overdo a spice, you might as well just throw it away because at that point it's burned and it's gone. Um, one other quick note before I get into this is to make sure that you crush up and seed your peppers. Getting rid of the seed in them will take care of a lot of that um, spice, which is capas... Uh, How do you say that, Dana? Is it capascan? Capacin? Capsation. Capsation. Okay. Uh, I think I do not know. 
something like that. That is the um, compound within a pepper that your mouth reads as spicy. So a lot of that is centered in the seeds and in the membrane on a fresh spice uh, or a fresh pepper. In this case, it's because um, they're dried, a lot of that membrane is still going to be there. So you can't get rid of all of that. But taking away the seeds will help a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and get to this. I'm going to have to put this down while I do this because I got to pay a careful attention to that. As well as I got other things going. I got my clarified butter, which is smelling just absolutely amazing right now um, on there. Noticeable amounts of fenugreek and the turmeric in that smell. So the bear bear spice is made. Um, we went with the California chilies, as I said, which are a little lighter. I also use less of them, uh, partly because they're larger, uh, also because of the heat levels. Um, and it turned out pretty good. It's got a very distinct floral note. It's uh, got a really good smell in the nose. Um, and the heat kind of lingers towards the back of the bite, not towards the front. Uh, we have finished our uh, clarified butter. The clarified butter smells frankly amazing and I cannot wait to use this on multiple things such as popcorn because I feel like this would be delicious on popcorn. Uh, what do you think Dana about the smell on and the taste of the butter? We both tried that. Tastes good. <clears throat> also other things happening in our kitchen. Chocolate chip cookies are almost ready to go in the oven. So uh, I actually start up my, uh, my job tomorrow working um, and my wife as the gracious person that she is that also happens to be an excellent baker uh, is going to make cookies that we are going to eat and then I'm going to take to work. This is how we keep ourselves from cheating too much on our diets. Slash, I needed to make some cookies today for my brain because my brain said you need to make some cookies. So one thing... And this is how oh. I will not be eating all of those cookies. So I'd like to apologize ahead of time for interrupting my wife. I will probably do that a lot, mostly because I'm pretty bad at that sometimes. Yeah, he interrupts me a lot. It's really annoying. Uh, part of the reason that cookies like to happen in this house is uh, we have two children, um, both of them under five. And if you have never had two children under five or had experience with two children under five, they are a handful quite frequently, uh, especially when you're living in a place that is unhealthy smoke conditions, followed by rain, followed by kids don't get to go outside and play. So uh, that's a little note. That does bring me around a little bit more to um, why we made the spice level a lot lower than you would traditionally find in a dish like this. So with my children, we try and get them to eat everything that we have. There have been times where I have cooked uh, something that was just too spicy and have had to do a last minute thing. For instance, just recently I made chicken and peppers using mild hatch peppers only to find out that mild was the wrong uh, descriptor for those things and ended up with extremely spicy pasta and had to last second create something new for the kids. To illustrate for you how this ended up going is I came home from work and there was chicken and peppers and pasta and Sean was like I can make you something else and I was like no I'll try it and I tried a bite of it and I was like yeah I can totally handle this and it was one of those things where bite after bite the spiciness just kind of exponentially built and I got about three quarters of the way through it and I took the what it was apparently the last bite I could handle, and I was suddenly like, Sean, help. Help, peanut butter. I need a spoonful of peanut butter now. So on that, peanut butter is actually a better choice for dealing with heat levels than water or milk. Uh, milk is okay. 
Um, but the liquid level of that will actually spread the uh, oils because it's an oil that you're getting into your mouth there and it'll spread it around your mouth and make it worse. Water is the worst thing you can have when it's spicy. Peanut butter, if you can handle it, or any other kind of nut butter, something that is thick and creamy. Heck, you could have a spoonful of whipped cream, but you probably have to have several spoonfuls of whipped cream. Uh, will help tamp down that spice because it will kind of suck in those oils and make them pass a little easier. I am going to make this, uh, since I made my own bear bear spice and I know that the heat level is lower, I'm going to make it according to recipe, but there's still a chance that I will make this too spicy, in which case I will make more at a lower level that my wife can eat because I can handle spice a little better than she can. Mm. A lot better than I can. So uh, this has been our attempts with this. I think I'm sticking with the bear bear recipe that I have uh, using the California peppers. Um, and I really like this clarified butter. Uh, it smells amazing. I would say the name of it, but frankly, I don't want to say it wrong. And I'm not sure that I could say it right. So um, let's, let's say it wrong first. It'll be funny. Okay, uh, let me pull that up um, to see if I can say it wrong. So it is called uh niter kibe niter kibe niter kibe i think it's niter kibe niter kibe um, it's it's spelled n i t e r space k i b b e h um and so i will make sure that i will at some point say that correctly i'm just not sure when that will be but it will be fun either way. Um, it is a pretty standard thing, as I've said before. Um, almost every um, dish that I've seen this Ethiopian will call for that or call for butter or clarified butter. Um, make it, it smells amazing. And we are going to try it on popcorn at some point because that sounds like a great idea. I, why does that sound like a great idea, Sean? I feel like well, the spice levels, like the spiciness of it, the, the levels on it, I think would taste amazing with popcorn. Do you disagree? I don't know. I'll try it. I just, you know, I, I, I think it's kind of interesting that you came up with this ingredient for an Ethiopian dish and your thought is like, oh man, this would kill on some popcorn. Well. Is it because it, it looks like pop, butter popcorn? Well, it's a popcorn clarified butter. butter, which is the butter you would find on popcorn. Okay. Uh, yeah, but also I like to find different uses for these things. So like we have six tablespoons of bear bear spice. It's going to take us a long time to use and it doesn't necessarily last that long. Same thing with the clarified butter. It can go bad. Having alternate uses for it in case you don't want to cook Ethiopian food every single night is a good idea. Um, just to make sure that you're cleared through. So tonight is the night we're going to share our um, Ethiopian meal with our friends. We have the Dora Watt, which has been cooking in the slow cooker all day. I opted for the Daring Gourmet recipe, but I chose to leave it for a whole day cook based on the advice we got of a long cook helping the flavor, helping kind of tamp down on the spiciness. We are boiling the eggs right now. I went to make injera based on the injera recipe that I had. I had it going. Apparently, I did not let it sit long enough for the authentic injera to work. So we'll be going with a quick injera recipe, despite the fact that it is not as authentic as I'd like it to be. 
Um, the Dora watch should be nicely authentic as well. Um, so we should be fine with a little bit of inauthenticity. Uh, we'll let you know how it goes a little bit later when we talk to our friends afterwards. All right, so we're with uh, Claire and Alia who came and joined us for Dora Watt. Um, so first of all, uh, I know I asked you these questions already, but uh, have you guys ever had Ethiopian food before tonight? Never had Ethiopian food. Um, I've had it before, just uh, so long ago that I almost, I would say no, because it was that long ago. <laughs> so are you asking me too? Yeah. Well, no, I was letting you ask questions. Too, oh, so I'm oh not okay. I don't know what questions to ask, so okay. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what, um, is your guys' experience with um, like non-American foods, more ethnic-based foods? Um, mostly a lot of Thai, I would say. Um, yeah, I think that would be our go-to a lot of the time. Thai? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm half Jordanian, so I've had a lot of Jordanian food in my life, mm. which is really good. I'm biased, though. <laughs> we'll have to find some Jordanian food in Spain yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, there's still Marrakesh. <clears throat> we still have to do Marrakesh, the Moroccan place. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you guys think of, um, of uh, Ethiopian food, like the whole process with the injera, with the bread, with all of that? I know the injera didn't work out like it was supposed to, um, but... What do you think of like that that process of how the food is eaten? I like that because that's actually really Arab style too, where you don't have the fork and that kind of thing. I think I still pick my fork up, but um, I like that family style kind of. I think it's very comforting, like mm. you know, being able to, you know, wipe up the sauce and get that you know every little last bit of everything, and so I think it's it's very comforting of, you know, I'm just gonna dive in, use my hands and eat this delicious meal. That was really I, good. I think that's one of the universal pleasures of eating bread is using it to wipe up sauce at the end of your meal. <laughs> and, so and, true. Yeah, injera and our, our substitute injera, which was naan, uh, worked very well for this meal. Yeah, naan, um, if you guys don't know, naan is an Indian flatbread, um, but it's a, uh, it's a different definitely than, you know, pure teff. Uh, Injaro, but you know, I failed tonight, so that's okay. Yeah, it's tough. You guys hear a tapping in the background? That is our dog, yeah. um, for some reason, is wagging his tail like mad. Yeah, so because he's so cute, you might hear him in there a couple of times. Um, <laughs> so Dorowat specifically, um, what do you guys think of the Dorowat that I presented tonight? I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think I had. Two servings before everybody finished their first one. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was uh, definitely the flavor. There was a lot of flavor in it. Um, I personally liked that it wasn't too spicy, just because my spice level is a little lower, and so that um, was nice for me. I'm sure Ollie would have been fine with yeah, whatever spice level. Bring on the heat. But um, you know, it was cooked well. It was. Uh, still moist and it was overall just really good. Yeah, it was. Hey, Beckett, thanks Stop for that, the great please. Foley work. <laughs> it's really going to make for some pleasing audio later. Yeah. So, uh, Data, you had the door a lot mm-hmm. um, at uh, Queen Shiva. What did you yeah. think? How do you think this one um, stacked up? Oh, this was a lot less spicy. <laughs> um, 
in that it, it pretty much had no spice. Uh, which, to me, is not a bad thing. Because uh, I, I am a real spice wimp. So um, having, having food that is very mild, it, I might have enjoyed this a little more. <laughs> just, just for the lack of spiciness. Which I, which I, I think the flavor of what we got at the Ethiopian restaurant was a little better. I mean, just, just the difference between somebody who, who grew up yeah. making this between... <laughs> to perfection. Uh, yeah. 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 You, who made this for the first, first time. time. First time. First time. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would say that was probably more... Um, so there's a, a non-spice version called Doro Alicia, which um, the uh, lady at the uh, restaurant said is the kids... Mm-hmm. Version of Dora Watt. Sign me up. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's pretty much non-spiced, um, but uh, that comes from the the bear bear, like me, my own bear bear. So uh, if you guys are worried about um, spice, then definitely make your own bear bear seasoning. Choose the peppers that you want to choose, things like that. But um, if you're not, I mean, it's worth it. It's fire, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have uh, to do that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> totally. They can have the Alicia. We'll have yeah, they'll have the kids <laughs> menu. We'll get the menu. I, I would say if you're if you're gonna go for the full the full spicy Ethiopian experience, um, go get some ice cream afterwards. Ooh, and, yeah. and there is ice cream right around the corner. Yeah. So if um, you're in Spokane and go to Queen of Sheba, you can go there and then literally walk around to get gelato at uh, Chocolate Apothecary. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could also do what we did, which get gelato and then go get manicures. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Make an afternoon of it. Yeah, we really made a date out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the the tea, we gave you guys the uh, the spiced tea. Um, Partly I did that because, like, when we were at the restaurant, it was almost not an option. She kind of was like, would you guys like some tea? And we're like, what is this tea? She's like, I'll get you some tea. And then she brought us this delicious... And it, was, tea. it was delicious. It was really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did the tea work for you guys with the Doro Lock? Or did you even notice? I, at first when you were offering tea, I was a little bit, I was like, I don't, a hot drink with hot food was just mm-hmm. a little bit weird to me. But as soon as I started drinking it, the flavor was really good. So I, did, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I've never really done that before, I guess. Yeah. I was... I mean, really, sometimes at, like, Chinese restaurants, we'll get tea or that kind of thing, but it's mm-hmm. definitely different. Hot and hot. Yeah, I different guess. meal mm-hmm. with it, though. And so, um, I love the tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would probably have it daily, maybe throw a little honey in for, you know, in the morning, or I felt like... Sugar and milk is what's added a lot. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I loved it. And then, yeah, definitely with the meal, it kind of just gave it a nice balance of... The spice was just a different flavor, and so it kind of, not necessarily cleaned your palate, but kind of just changed it a little bit to yeah. where then when you dove back into the meal, you were able to get that flavor again, too. And so I thought it they um, complemented each other nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this, this, this was an experience for us, trying this for the first time. Um, <laughs> Part of why we wanted to make sure that we had friends here is um, that kind of tradition of families getting together, of friends getting together to eat meals. Um, and especially nowadays, like we 
don't get to eat meals with our kids as often as we'd like. Like last night I ate with the kids and then they went to bed before Dana got home. Mm-hmm. And then periodically we'll have, we have pancakes every Saturday as a mm-hmm. rule, basically. But even then that's sometimes rushed. Um, what about you guys? Is this like a normal thing for you guys to eat meals together all the time or is it? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly. We do. Well, dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then have coffee yeah. and Breakfast stuff in the morning. Yeah, too. that's um, true. I mean, we're kind of one where it's we very like... very fast, actually, but... Yeah. We like to kind of schedule our schedule around where we can spend time together. <laughs> and a lot true. of the time it's <laughs> breakfast before we leave for work and then dinner when we get home. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we love to sit down together and yeah. have meals. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I enjoy these, uh, these occasions where I get to, like, really plan out they're sometimes stressful tonight the ajara made it stressful for me at the beginning but um just sitting down at a table with people i think is great like i enjoy that process a lot yeah i always enjoyable to share a good meal around the table with nice people yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um so would you guys be willing to go try more ethiopian food go to maybe queen of shiva try some more authentic versions of these Heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we love to try food anyway, but I really liked what we had tonight. So definitely mm-hmm. learning more about Ethiopian food and trying it would definitely be a... Well, and you guys yeah. are much more knowledgeable about it than we are. So it's kind of nice learning from you guys, like what mm-hmm. it's about. And you gave us a background of what you, your guys' experience. And that's fun too. Mm-hmm. It makes it, you know, like you have a story behind it. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for joining us for dinner tonight. Yeah, thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. all the time and work that went in. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot this morning, but then it was basically crockpot. So, <laughs> well, it did a great job. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys again for uh, joining us as well out there for our dinner tonight, and we'll uh, I think have a sign off after this. Yes. Our yeah, first we'll, time. We're not sure. We'll have a sign off after this. <laughs> <laughs>
message us. Let us know what you thought. Share this podcast with your friends. Get a lot of people listening. The more people that listen, the easier it is for us to justify taking a chunk of our lives mm -hmm. to do this with two kids and two jobs. Mm -hmm. um, go to our Facebook page. Which is My Neighbor's Table podcast on Facebook. You can find us at My Neighbor's Table. And uh, like us there. Share that as well. Uh, give us suggestions about what you want to see on this uh, on this show. What do you want us to cook? What are you interested in learning more about? Uh, also, on the Facebook page, you will find some uh, photos and... Um, and did we do any video this time? No. No. Okay. Just photos this time of uh, our cooking process. And we're hoping to get that up and going a little bit more as we do some more episodes here. But do look for videos coming ahead. Um, I'll have some links up there as well to the recipes that we used for everything that we cooked. Um, special thanks to the Daring Gourmet, who is where I got uh, my recipes for Dora Watt and Injera from, as well as for from the uh, Food Network uh, website, which is where I got the quick injera that we tried to do. And a very special thanks to Amaz Ainu and uh, the Queen of Sheba. Uh, that is at the flour mill in Spokane. I, go check it out. I cannot suggest enough that you find your way there and go eat. Try to get there early when they're just opening so that you can get a chance to talk to Amaz. Tell her that we sent you and that you're interested in trying the Dora Wet and go for it. I don't care how spicy the menu says it is. Try it. It's really worth it for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, keep supporting. Send us all your suggestions, anything that you'd like to hear from us. And in the meantime, eat something delicious. And check out what's on your neighbor's table. <laughs>